Oh my god, welcome back to class, everybody. I am your reborn Weebology professor, Ricky. Welcome back, booze and ghouls. Uh-oh, it's almost autumn. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> cold today, and I love it. The wind was blowing. It smelled not humid outside. I the, know, It dude. felt so good. Oh my god, The gosh. freaking weather has been fire the last couple of days for some literally i would say but <laughs> you know what they deserve it <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> fucking gender reveals gone awry my goodness yeah, somebody's I... fault for this but yeah here in the southeast we are doing an absolutely chill the temperature has dropped like 20 degrees like overnight yeah so uh turns out when a hurricane goes through your area you know blows all the heat with it (laughs) yeah it was actually pretty okay with me um really nice obviously bad for all the people who got hit by the hurricane and uh thoughts with you there but Mm -hmm. um i did look at my uh weather app the other day and it was the same temperature here as it was in like upstate new york the other day wow Holy I know. shit. I actually, I know. That's, that's a hell of a comparison. So i uh very thankful for that because I don't know about you and anyone else that lives in the Southeast, but it has felt so far reeking hot this year and compared I am, to normal. Me and heat don't play nice together. I'm not built for that well, shit. I actually think because I've spent less time in the heat this year is why it felt so bad. Oh, you weren't generally like used to it locally. Yeah, right. More More indoor time frankly a hundred percent indoor time <laughs> In, inside making that sweet good anime content of all types <laughs> and stuff like that and stuff of of that nature sure dude um but you know and it's it's getting closer to fall time halloween spooky stuff and we have a little bit of demon stuff on the way today we are talking about <laughs> a very recent show hot off the presses this is a very this is going to be like Episode 13 will probably be out when this episode comes out, but we are talking about it when 12 of 13 are out. The Misfit of Demon King Academy. Ethan, I had so much fun watching this one. Yeah, um, you're welcome, I guess. Uh, this I was, was really yeah. pushing for this for a while. Um, and the reason that I was very interested in watching it was because of Arumakun, actually, yeah. which was last year. Yes. Um. And seemed like a very similar premise, which that one was basically a human was taken to Demon World and then joined Demon Academy, whatever. And this one's a little bit different. A little bit different. And from at first glance, even from off the rip, even like halfway through the first episode, it really starts out like a very generic OP power fantasy harem-y kind of show. Very uh, high fantasy in that regard. But it really takes a very interesting turn, which we'll talk about. And I think it sets itself apart in a, in a lot of really fun ways. And uh, Silverlink did a really good job on this show. The character design, straight up, fantastic. I love the way these characters look. Every, every, from all the higher demons to just the students themselves, fantastic character designs. So, loved it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the uniforms are sweet. I like that Anos is, is a little different. Yeah, it's got little, that like thing hanging off of his pants. Very Seto Kaiba, if you look at it. Like, he is Seto Kaiba. Let's, <laughs> let's let's be real. He's Seto Kaiba. <laughs> I can do whatever I want because I'm rich. <laughs> I'm literally I can do whatever a I want because I'm the strongest person in the whole fucking world. So let's give you guys a little bit, just a little bit of sauce, so you kind of understand the context, and we'll dive into the stuff we liked and didn't, and all the good stuff. So, in this world that we have. You have kind of, a, on, the, on the same plane of existence, you have demons, spirits, humans, kind of all 
taking up the same physical world. And uh, we kind of follow around the demon side of things. And the school at Ince Academy is basically a demon Hogwarts of, of sorts. Kind of magical in that regard. The own, to the end of finding the new reincarnation of the demon king of tyranny. The man fabled 2,000 years ago to have basically won a war um, or to partook in a war and has been prophesized to return to lead the demons to ruling everything. Uh, that's kind of where it is. It's basically we're following a demon Hogwarts. That's yeah, what's going but, on. So it, the fun part about it is you come after a 2,000 year time skip, basically, yes. is where we pick up the story. Just a couple millennia, nothing crazy. And it's very interesting the way that they do this show because they fill in the lore of like what happened 2,000 years ago as we kind of follow the guy who the lore is about. Yes. And and what's even more distinctive than when you, I know at people at home, okay, reincarnation, just someone's going to be born and then find out that they have this power. Nope. It's literally him. Yeah. Literally born. He grows from a baby to a 15-year-old in a month. <laughs> and his first words are his full name, which I forgot how to pronounce his Voligald. So something like that. This is one of my favorite parts of the show. Okay. Voldegood. Yeah. Anos Voldegood. I've, I've been like saying that in my head so much because it seems like such a anime thing. It is. Like Voldegood. Yes. And I mean, so it's not that he found out he's the reincarnation. He is fully aware and intelligent from the moment he is born that, okay, I'm back. Yeah. And you know, not to tee up or anything, but history isn't exactly what it seems when he comes back. You know, everyone, the entire demon society formed around what they call the founding ancestor, which is him. And the entire history and society was built around what they had passed down for 2,000 years. And he comes back and realizes there's a bunch of shit wrong, honestly, right. about him and what actually went down. Um, Because there's like, you know, from a societal aspect, there's a lot of class warfare going on here. Right. So basically there's like um purebreds, essentially demons, and then lessers and hybrids. Ugh. Yeah. And the the weird thing about that is at least so Eno says is like when he left, there was there was never any of this. So it's like a completely new world, which I think is really interesting. To see the guy who literally built this world, yes, to come into a world that has changed so drastically in the last two thousand years, um, and like when I started watching the show, I was like, "Wow, two thousand years doesn't seem like that much time." And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, the U.S. has only been around for three hundred. <laughs> yeah, a lot best. of shit's gone down. Right, right. So I mean, I I do want to take this as also talking about OP character design in terms of a story as a whole because. This is a fresh take, I think. We've had a lot of good OP characters in the past. Saitama, Mob, um, even, even I'd argue uh, Shin Wolford was basically okay, even if the show was mad, but he was an okay OP character. And you have a lot of, you know, Kirito <laughs> from Sword Art Online, okay. Um, but this is a fresh take, because even though he's OP and his power can literally solve all his problems by blinking, or maybe even his heartbeat, literally, um, his opponent is his own lore. That's his opponent, is history itself that he right. built, which is a very fascinating way to take, you know, to make an OP character compelling, there has to be a problem that even his power can't overcome. So Thomas, a good example. He can't overcome his own boredom with all of his power. If anything, that's the reason why he has this problem. 
Um, so he has to try to work it out with something other than what makes him OP. This is another case of that. You know, he's fighting history itself, something that his power can't even match. Well, I think they're actually very similar in that mm-hmm. the like Saitama's problem obviously is his boredom, but it's also that he's so strong that people can't like really conceptualize how strong he is right yes like yeah. even in the test that he does early on right he does like way above the even the the bounds of the test even the guy that tested him said it's as if a god resides in that body so yeah. he gets dropped really low similar to the misfit of demon academy right where he is cast as this low rate demon yeah because he was so far above the scale of the test that like they just can't really figure it out, right? That's a good. That's a good point. So they're similar in that, and that, in, in throughout the story, he literally is not shy by saying, "No, no, I am the reincarnated demon king," which I fucking love. How that. awesome is that? And people like consider that heresy. Yeah, but it's like, right. I am your lord. I am your lord, man. That would have gotten so many laughs back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, but so in that same vein, he would show off his power, and the grand majority of those that would see it still really didn't consider it even though it was overwhelmingly powerful like to the point where like oh this ancient magic there's a flaw here let me fix this real quick okay now it's double its potency and everyone's like how how would they not say at that point okay you are the demon king this is really the only downside of the show yeah it's like they need to do a little bit better about figuring out a reason why people would still deny him yes because if he's literally fixing spells that like they've been using for two thousand years incorrectly. It's like, yeah. don't you think that maybe he knows a little something? A little something, something. something Perhaps something? he's the founding ancestor. I don't know. <laughs> a question I wanted to bring up before we move away from the royals and the hybrids. Um, what does hybrid mean? We could be Ex- royal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but, I am Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how? How does one become a hybrid? What does hybrid actually mean here? What does royalty mean here? I they never really explain that. In my mind, there's just a bunch of humans going around banging demons, or vice versa. Is that the hybrid aspect, or is it spirits? I I don't know. So it's definitely not humans, because recall that they were blocked blocked off. Blocked off, right? But there's some commingling we see later in the the season. It's possible to commingle. The heroes and the demons do. As far as I could tell, that was the first time they've ever like commingled as two schools. Okay, but like yes, once yeah. again, there's like without Anos having be- been there, we don't really know a lot of what happened between the last two thousand years. That's a good point. That's the Royals fair. thing, I think, is when they're direct descendants somehow of the seven, the seven demon emperors. El- yeah, yeah, yeah. Imp- whatever the hell they're called. Which their designs were fucking. They're all sick as fuck. They're all so badass. Seven dragon emperors, maybe? Seven I think it's the seven demon elder emperors. Seven elder demon emperors. I'm gonna call them demon daddies. They're the demon daddies. Alright. The seven demon daddies are the people that are the direct line after the demon king uh basically passed away of his own fruition. Said I'll be seven elder demon emperors. Nailed it. Um demon daddies, that's who they are. Uh, So I didn't get that. Ivy's Necron. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Necron is like one of the top families, so to speak. Yeah. So, and we have a character, Sasha Necron, who, you know, is basically your standard 
textbook tsundere. Like, twin pigtails and all. Um, is she, like, supposed to be a direct descendant of him? Because they yeah. are immortal. They're immortal. So that's, like, great, 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 great grandpa, essentially. Yeah. Bad, badass. Badass. Yeah, they're related for sure. Sweet ass. Sweet ass. So, yeah, so you have what I argue is the probably the highlight of the show is the way he is kind of benevolent, but also savage as fuck. Like, Anos is not kind to those who aren't kind to him. Like, he's pretty sadistic. Um, he's the demon king of fucking tyranny. He's yeah, not gonna of course. Be out there handing out freaking chicklets and <laughs> and just hanging out and stuff, dude. He's out there to freaking show the world I am the demon king of it. Freaking tyranny! My God! And like, if you don't believe me, like we got problems, bro. We're gonna have an issue. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna reincarnate you. I'm gonna kill you again. Reincarnate you. I'm gonna kill you. Do you think just by killing me that I end up dead? One of the best lines of the whole yeah. season. <laughs> but And also, like, his parents are the sweetest people. Oh, my gosh. She cooks. She just cooks for all. And they, they're, like, very happy-go-lucky. She brings He brings home Misha for the first time. Um, <laughs> and she's like, you brought home a bride? And then he brings home Sasha as well the next day. And then his dad's like, even your old man never brought home, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's a really kind dude at the end of the day. But, I mean, the, the Elena thing was probably the most sadistic in my mind because it's like punishment fits the crime, right? He never wanted a world where royals and hybrids were a thing. All demons are just, you know, we're one people. And she was the big propagator of that very split hierarchy concept, the dichotic nature of this demon society. So what did he do? Fucking turned her into a hybrid. Literally killed her and reincarnated her as a non-royal. Right. Literally suck it. A fate worse than death. Love for her. It. Yeah. For her. Right. Very specifically for her. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, the And the villain in this one is a very fascinating thing. You know, he's basically rewriting the memories and history. The textbooks, so to speak. So... Well, so... Yeah. I... That's the one thing that I'm not a hundred percent sure on. Was is it like written down? Is it a oral tradition? Like, because if it's oral tradition, then it's easier to mess up. And then also, he the the guy, uh, I think it's Avos Dehadelia. Yeah, something. Avos for Avos. Dilvidelia. Yeah. It's Dil- an insanely hard name. Avos Dilweed. <laughs> dingus dingus <laughs> Avos dingus uh yeah so we're uh, hysterical what he did is he basically was able to rewrite the memories of all the seven demon emperors yeah who are viewed as like the top of the top because they were there with the founding ancestor i have a theory for that near the end of this episode because this is this show is so fresh it has 13 at time of recording hasn't even come out yet yeah but we have all of the deets we have the, the the big twist which we'll keep to the very end and we'll let you guys know because you guys this is for people who have caught up but we'll keep that delegated to the very very end um i how did you feel about the power system in in this show just the magic the magic system and uh it seemed a little bit kind of lopsided in a very specific way there's magic that he can just use, I know he's OP, but then suddenly as it goes on, these normal, seemingly normal demons can 
just perform these stupid, crazy feats, like, up near him, right? They they do that one spell that's that one, like, ancient fire magic spell, and they just started, like, being able to do it, like, ca- very casually. I have no clue what you're talking about. You know when they make that big cannon out of their, um, out of their castle, that Gaza? And yeah, it's yeah. that dark, it's like that darker fire spell that he can just casually blast. Sure. All I'm saying is, there's <laughs> magic that for years and years and years have been considered, like, impossible without a group of individuals all pooling their magic all into one spot to basically do something that is akin to, like, or- origin magic, like, closer to Anos's true magic. And then they just start doing it near the final battle, just like, casual, casual. Okay, I think that's an interesting point, but what I would say is it's similar to how um, Shin, Wolfhard, was yeah. able to just, like, get everyone in his class to be a top-level, like, national treasure-level um, true uh, magician within, like, only a couple months of training them. They're literally getting words from the, the founding, the founding ancestor. ancestor who I kind of wish there they, when this magic existed. I wish they showed more of him passing those on. I think um, they didn't because that would have been really cool. I think they're going to for sure in probably a different season. Like there's stuff that I know that you have you you just have no idea what I can do. But he, I want to see since well, because they started showing that in the beginning, it was like very rare that people could teleport around. Oh yeah, and then now everyone in his crew is teleporting individually. So okay, he's obviously telling them how to do things because uh-huh. I mean they made such a big deal about him like teleporting places. He's history incarnate, yeah, right? Yeah. And then the fact that like now Misha and and Sasha are doing it, like he obviously has been telling them. And then mm-hmm. Lei was doing it, and uh, whatever that other girl's name is, a uh, little water spirit girl, yeah. The one that he's in, into. Yeah, I can't. I just can't. I don't know. I don't know. She was so unimportant. She was, Dark-haired, big-boob girl. Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know her name. I don't know her name. Um, okay. Here's the thing, though. One thing, as much as I love the character designs, I was pretty lukewarm on a lot of, a lot of these characters. I, I just, they just didn't really stick out to me. Sasha, like, we had a conversation. You like Sasha a lot. I, I couldn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so... Sundere burnt out because <laughs> she, she is so textbook like that's she's like pretty standard up what, what are your eh. thoughts what are your thoughts i don't know what i liked about his like close crew is that they did believe him very quickly in the face of his feats right and yeah. then like all these other people are denying him in the face of his feats for really no reason right like well when you witness when you bear witness to someone literally taking on and defeating the god of time but they, all of these guys have seen him do ridiculous shit. Yeah, that's true. He won this magic sword contest basically on a whim and yeah, yeah. beat demon emperor, elder demon emperors in front of them. Mm-hmm. And like they still are denying him because he's a misfit. Like it's just, I think it's fun. Um, like societally, they're like, they're denying these feats just because he's a misfit. So, like, indoctrinated into right. the idea that even in the face of it all, yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know. There's some... I just... I'm trying to, like... They all... But everyone else is not important. Yeah. But, I, I just, but, like, it doesn't bother me that they're not important. I guess that's, that's the difference, is that I think I have a problem with narratives and OP-style stories where everyone seems to be in place in service to 
you know, I, I think there needs to be some level. I liked Lay a bit. He seemed to have a little bit more personality, a little more fleshed out. He seemed to stand on his own two feet as a character, right? Everyone else seemed to be, even in when the times when he's like, I'm doing this, you know, to serve you, Demon King, it always still felt like, yeah, because we're friends, you know, it still felt like where we are standing together, not I am your, I'm here as a character to serve you. Yes, I know narratively that makes sense. Yes, I know that fits and it does work well in this plot. Just it makes me so uninterested in characters when that happens, when they just feel like they're piggybacking. Hmm. The OP is so meta OP that he literally swallows up any possibility for any kind of growth, you know? Well, I don't feel like that's really happening because he is obviously growing like his close-knit friends. What I think the difference is is he is basically thrown into a pond of people that don't that are denying what he's saying, right? And he's got to like basically turn all of their opinions toward him. Of course, so like yeah. they're all their little job, everyone that's not like in his in his little squad is to continually say I don't believe you until they believe you. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, yeah. like there's that kid from class three that's like the top demon school kid. Yeah. And he's like denying him to his face, but like He does love the Demon King. Yeah, but yeah. like in, in the I'm thinking in this in the uh the wake of what has happened in the most recent episodes, it's gonna yeah. be like it's gonna be really hard to continually deny this guy. Exactly. And I yeah. think it's gonna slowly like turn all of them to his side. One thing I'm really concerned about, and you can let me know if you agree. No, I'm here. Um, through thirteen episodes, I mean we've seen a lot, but a lot has changed, right? Now all the demon emperors are back to normal and they have their memory back. So it's like, how does this show really have any leg to stand on past one season, past two seasons? Like, with all the demon emperors saying, no, he is the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, isn't this going to just end, like, very fast here? I, but if you remember, he's got three on his side. And no, no, no. The villain, I thought. The end of last episode, he just got the rest of them. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because their sources had been left. exactly. Fascinating. Yeah, so I I was, because I would have assumed that maybe if they stretched this out, second season, Demon Civil War. Almost, right? That's what I was thinking was going to happen. Yeah. And then, like, I feel like they rushed their story. They yeah, blew their load. Town. We're not even close to Spoiler Town. No. But the one that's the one thing I think it's, um, on, honestly, I... I mean, I don't have a ton more to say other than this show is an absolute slapper. You must watch. I love it. Yeah, I think it's it's important to discuss where it's going because you, you do bring up a very interesting point. You know... Because I like that's why I wanted to use the show as a jumping off point to discuss OP characters and like what makes a good one. Why is why is Anos compelling? And, you know, what what could have what where does it go from here for an OP character? So, I mean, this is this is going to return to the heavy spoiler city, guys. So, I mean, if you if you haven't watched the show yet, definitely go watch it. This is kind of this one of those shows that it's this isn't this isn't a knock, but you can turn your brain off and watch the show and have a good time. It doesn't make you think too hard. But it's also a show that I don't think is going to get, like, hella praise. No. It's it's a so, fun romp. So. You got to listen to the boys here and just do what we tell you to do. It's like, like kind of your homework. Yeah, actually do the assignments it's for like, once. I mean, like, it's 25% of your grade. <laughs> Misfit is 25% of their grade. Yeah, whatever. 
this is important go watch it um so, so yes at the end uh, where we are right now we basically have the reveal of this avos guy because he's kept his identity secret under an obviously fake pseudonym um i i you bring up a good point where do you go from here i think avos is gonna pull some serious shit because his whole idea is different than Anos's, where humans are weak, they need to be taken out. They need, we need to have a war, like because they're not going to stop doing things. Because you, you could tell they're going to, they're going to cannibalize each other if they don't have an opponent, essentially. And it's a very interesting take on humanity. Um, not a deep one, but an interesting take all the same. Yeah, but it's kind of dumb. Like all the powers on the demon side right now, like as far as we know. No, I mean. I mean, you have the original Demon King on the one side, and the actual hero isn't on the other side. So it's like, but it's not the other side. The sides now have shifted in philosophy, not exactly entities. They basically, the hero has assumed that humanity will never stop trying to be combative, and the Demon King Anos is basically saying, "We don't need to have this bloodshed. We don't like genuinely. I believe like we don't need to have that. We just need to rewrite the history books." Like, we definitely need to tell people, like, this is actually what went down. Because I think if that's what happened, if the truth is revealed to everybody, and they actually kind of swallow the truth a little bit, they, uh, I, I think that peace can happen. Like, genuinely, like, oh, the demons actually didn't want to fucking fight. But it's, it's kind of like what I was talking about with what I thought would actually happen with Konoha, right? If you hold a nuclear bomb and the other teams don't have the nuclear bomb... You're not going to fuck with the nuclear yeah, bomb. Yeah, you don't just, like, intentionally antagonize the nuclear bomb. Hey, poke and prod. Right, hey. and so I don't quite get how this could really be that much of a problem. We know Anos is stronger than Avos. Well... Maybe without Evans the, Mar- Mar- Marna or whatever it's called. The, yeah, he's the, the only one who poses sword. a threat. He is, uh, yeah. but, like, he beat him already multiple times. And he kept coming back. That's the danger, I think, is he, that he's persistent. Because he's not intentionally trying to kill him. Fair, yeah. Oh, that's true. He never really wanted to do Anos that. Anos has been chilling this whole time. <laughs> he that's really what, is a chill dude. People like, gotta realize is like, my boy just be out there doing some stuff, man. We can't just live in peace. Go to the markets. That's all we want. We just want to hang. I want to yeah. ace that first test. That's all yeah, I want to do. I'm not really sure what the, the... We haven't exactly heard exactly what... The, the overarching scheme is here yeah for, yeah for humanity he said he's they're weak but we didn't really hear what that relates to so that's obviously an episode 13 type situation i think you were gonna figure out like we'll probably give it that a little yeah. what his plan really here is we'll give that a discussion on the syllabus sidebar which you can check out if you're on our patreon three dollars and up um <laughs> yeah like that plug i uh, do <laughs> so you make an interesting point and i think that's the i think it's a real danger with op characters is that where even if a new threat were to arise right it's not a lot of the tension's gone i mean because the biggest threat that they have set up in this particular show historically has shown its face the hero is back the only one who could possibly pose a threat and if that were to be alleviated resolved you took out your ceiling that he's already above there is no threat that can creep down on him at least in the way i see it in any meaningful way it'd be a basically a, a crapshoot deus ex machina in the other direction right if an opposing force were to come out of fucking nowhere 
and give Anos some trouble. So you're right. It's a really interesting... Where do you go? How do you do this? So it's it's really got to be... And this is where the OP conversation can really start flowing. Right? Okay. Like, it's got to be like they do in One Punch Man, mm-hmm. One Piece Man. One Piece Man. I knew you get to say where, it. Um, Saitama is obviously, like, the strongest person in this world, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, not really the plot that's driving the story. It's a good point. Yeah. If you look at a lot of season one and even season two, a lot of the movement comes from everything outside of Saitama. Right. So so what you need is the history aspect of this show to really start carrying it. Or like the the royalist and unionist or whatever the fuck it's called. That needs to really be the the larger portion here that that mm-hmm. kind of drives the story. It'd be cool to see and this can't happen because we know who Avos is, but it would have been cool if you start seeing like a split civil war like you were talking about. That within, would have been gnarly as hell. Within Dilhadiyeda or whatever it's called. Dilhadiyeda. I don't know. I don't know why they got to mix all these insane words together. Um, it's, it's supposed to make it sound sage and ancient and high fantasy. Well, obviously. it's like, I think it's Spanish, actually. It's, it got to or Spanish like Italian by or something. It's something like an Iran car would scream. <laughs> well, it's just like. Uh, Anus fold the gold. I would imagine Anus like, fold the gold, like uh, really Italian or something. Yeah, it actually sounds kind of Italian. Um, but anyway, yeah. um, that's what I kind of was hoping was going to happen. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen now. It can't. I don't think unless it is possible. You do have basically everyone believing because he just projected himself over the entirety of the demon land, saying, "I'm back. It's me." Avos, the real one, the realist, the OG, and everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah, he's back. So you have an entire like society rallying behind one. Yeah, but who fucking cares? Dude? Exactly. Who the fuck cares? And it's like, Anos is like, okay, nothing's changed. It's the same as it's always been since I've re- reincarnated. And, and my yeah. man just put up two like god walls between the armies. Yeah, they did all the way across the mountains and like and so everything. So like everyone can see them fight, right? Like so it's like I don't know how this is going to go any other way than like Anos coming out as like the guy. Right. And then, you know, we're going to have to have this situation where it's like where do we go from here? There's even, not much left. Even if you write it in a plot that makes sense. This is going to go back to something I said earlier in this episode and why One Punch Man is a great example of the contrary. I do not like it in an OP style story with an OP main character where, like I said before, that every other character is piggybacking and exists solely as a, in service of them and their progression. One Punch Man shines because every character is the exact opposite, maybe apart from Genos at all. Everyone is in service, not, exa- not in service of Saitama, but to basically shine on their own. And basically have their own progressions and their own growth. Um, Pui Pui Prisoner is a good example. Pui Pui Prisoner. He, he has that angel rush and then he learns from the Sea King that, you know, when you do a combo, every hit should be a hit to kill. And then he has this dark angel rush and that's he learns basically how to do a better combo. He is evolving outside of the OP main character. And you get all these threads and that makes it compelling that when Saitama comes in and does his thing, it's really the cutting that tension is a great subversion here. No one's standing on their own two feet. And the only guy who did is now the antagonist, which was just, they blew their load. 
They jumped the freaking carp, dude. It's gone. They did jump the scarp, bro. They jumped the freaking carp. So, yeah, it's... Do you think that that's because it's a main character issue? What do you think I ate for breakfast? What did you... Oh, fuck carp? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Probably pancakes. So, let's just say it was an entire carton of Oreos. Where did this... <laughs> what a damn... <laughs> <laughs> so left field so you're telling me you had an entire not just the sleeve uh-huh. no multiple sleeves the whole freaking enchilada i am i am disgusted of you yeah, like, yeah how well, is this even possible well you start with one you eat it you start with two you eat it and you, you black out you black out and you wake up and you're on the couch covered in crumbs it's just what happens you just hit 50 so fast what brought this up out of nowhere i love the i love the tangent uh, you were talking about food <laughs> yeah, I, was. <laughs> I guess i was though I, I would not suggest eating carp not a great fish to eat this morning i had nothing but loathing for breakfast because i felt like shit as a hangover and <laughs> I like shit. Last week, since we're recording these in doubles, last week I was in a loathing cocoon and I emerged and molted as a beautiful professor butterfly. <laughs> well, at least one of us thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beautiful. <laughs> Witness me. Okay, um, interesting. <laughs> you're the don't even don't even come at me with the interesting, Mister Oreos. And you haven't Oreos. even mentioned my new watch. Yeah, you were futzing with it last week. I'm rich about it. Yeah. But it said, I can tell time now, but I'm rich about it. It also tells you you're dead. Is your heartbeat is 47 over? I don't know how this is possible. Negative 15. Yeah, I'm dead now. <laughs> you're you're you've gone beyond the dead. It just apparently I'm a freaking athlete. <laughs> what can I say? This is this, you're so op. You're so op that even your watch can't detect you. I may as well be Anos. You uh, who's to say you're not right? And honest, I mean, 47, I, I'm actually a little concerned that's too low. <laughs> you're t- you've been so chill this entire time, though. But, like, that's a very low score, bro. Let's yeah, figure what out saying. what's common for normal human beings. But you're an OP character, like everyone else says. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I will say, too, you know, why you look up if you're dead or not. I, uh, I like the way that Anos is constructed as an OP character, too, because... It's not often that you get an OP character. You know, there's a line to straddle, right? When, <laughs> oh my god! There's a line to straddle, and like, why? What? How, what? What should it be? I'll go back to this, but now I'm really curious about yeah, your heartbeat. Yeah, so normal resting heart rate uh, for adults ranges from 60 to 100 beats per minute. Generally, a lower heart rate at rest implies more efficient heart function and better cardiovascular fitness. For example, a well-trained athlete might have a normal resting heart rate closer to 40 beats per minute. I are you, are, guess I'm a trained I, athlete now. Oh, my God. You think, like, Apple Watch just, like, fed you information to make you feel good about this yourself? This can't be right. <laughs> so, okay. I used to have a... Okay, fuck it. Fuck the episode. We're just going to talk about this now. So, I used to have a... Uh, a Garmin for like running, biking, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, it always said my resting heart rate was in the 60s. Okay. But my Fitbit before that had always said it was low, like 50, you know, that kind of range. Maybe this tech isn't, you know, it's a very bad I'm in thinking, the tech. How, is, how is Fitbit and Apple Watch on the same page and then Garmin's just not? I don't, maybe it's a different tech, different use of tech. I don't saying, know. Yeah, I don't know. Something's don't... not adding up and I don't know that I believe this. Is this a conspiracy somehow, like, to make people seem more fit? I don't know, because <laughs> when I would be at, like, peak run for for that, uh, the Garmin, 
it would say I was at like 190 heart rate, which I should be close to dying if I can do that for a long period of time, right? Right. And then this said I got to 160, which would mean I was like chilling, sort of. Who, so who is right? And I almost believe this because I don't feel like I'm going to die at 180, you know what I mean? Like I'd be dying at 191. There is, yeah, this discrepancy is very weird. It's odd, is it not? It is a conundrum to be sure. Indeed. But okay. Uh, so I just Good wanted tangent. to say quickly, uh, I don't know if it was. <laughs> I, think, I think it was. The Oreos really fucking did it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I did have some Oreos. Yeah, yeah th- these two things don't add up. It's not I the Garmin and Apple. It's, it's not the Apple and the Garmin not adding up. It's the Apple telling you 47 and the missing Oreos from this morning. <laughs> oh yeah, I also ate a whole bag of Jolly Ranchers yesterday. What are you? <laughs> a god. That's I guess. A, so much sugar, dude. <laughs> a demon. <laughs> I'm one of the two. Just, you're like the sugar rush guy from My Hero. Yeah. You gain you gain strength from Sato. Sa- yeah. Sato. The, you, you, sugar rush. <laughs> <laughs> um so I just want to say a couple more things about the show. Yeah, what, yeah. If you guys have ever seen Katakyo Hitman Reborn, it has a very similar vibe to that, where it's like sort of history based. Um, right. It's not exactly like the same deal because um, that show is more like a reincarnation of the first like leader of the Vangola uh, crime family. Yeah, is reincarnated in the tenth leader. Yes, in, in some regards, it's it's a little bit like periphery of this type of show, but I do like mm-hmm. like um the idea of history being the main driver and i feel like a lot of shows could really use something like that where um it's kind of like uh say there was like a super team way back in the day and then you you i don't know two thousand years later there's a new team and they're all like sort of components of the old team Kind of Seven Deadly Sins ish because they like very kind yeah, of because that. they had their own history and then right. they kind of re collaborated and they're like oh are you the same people from like some like thousand years ago like yep that's us and just a little dated but right that's totally us so, so what's one thing that you've done that you think nobody else has done really yeah um probably uh that's a really good question. Something that no one else has ever done. Yeah. Probably the show. <laughs> wow, dude. I mean. No one else has done an anime podcast. Not one with two well-endowed professors <laughs> with all of the, uh, Not a fan all of that the, all the accolades and, and, uh, that come with it and tenure, obviously. Uh-huh. Well-endowed financially and, and intellectually, obviously. Uh, the other one should be an obvious given. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, 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 I was gonna, I was gonna say, that's a, we talked about that in the syllabus sidebar again, you can't check that out if you jump on $3 (laughs) a month. Um, we talked about how history is a good justification for an OP character. Like, if you think of Deku, one for all is extremely OP, but that justification is because it has a history of being culminated and curated, right? The more history it has, the more powerful it gets. And what makes... Anos very unique, even more than the the main character of Reborn, is that Reborn he got to meet his past history and then gain knowledge and experience through that. Anos is the history, right? Literally, um, he is the ancient that everyone keeps talking about. He is what they are basing everything on. So basically, this is um, it's almost like a moderate almost, right? Because history literally. L- l- 
hangs this name with such esteem. So when you finally get to see Madara for the first time on screen, it has that weight. Anos is the weight. Everything's built on him. Same kind of same kind of way. But yeah, the only difference is like not the build up. It doesn't have the build up. Yeah, right? exactly. There's yeah. not like we've been referencing this for 500 fucking yes, you know, episodes, <laughs> right. And now you're getting to see the absolute beast. Because the first time you saw Madara was in the Valley of the End, right? And then you don't get to see him officially on screen until another series Shippuden, like way into that. Legit till the fourth great ninja war. Fat, so yeah, that's that's a huge was like seven years. Oh, it was big. It, yeah, it was and, a big And he shit. did not disappoint, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, he was oh came out here in Madara Wank mode activate. <laughs> um but no yeah. We are uh, now the Madara Wank podcast. Welcome. <laughs> welcome back guys. To yes. Class. How about that Madara though? Mm. <laughs> but all things considered, I, I do I think when using an OP character, justification for why they're OP is important. Um, that's why I think I was a little bit weak on um, Shin Wolford, because I, I, I've said it back in the past. He, this guy of, cannot get this, this point out of his head. He said it a thousand times. Uh, on this show, for sure. <laughs> I don't think using high school level knowledge oh, is a great a- justification for OPness. I know. OPness. <laughs> oh my god. For O P N E S S. O P dash Ness. Yes. For OPness. Um <laughs> A Scottish wiener. Mm-hmm. OPness. <laughs> it's Jenny Opinus. This is Jackie OPness. <laughs> oh, linguisty powers are off today though. I'm feeling good. But no, so um it makes sense in the context of the universe, right? Jackie OPness. <laughs> God. Oh, dude, that's a new euphemism for yeah. uh, having a wank. It's having a little meeting with Jackie O'Pena. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, we're on it today, man. We're on one. Um, but yeah, so uh, what do you do? You have an example of a bad OP character, a OP character you see that you're like, this isn't, this is not fun to watch. Ari Fredda, Hajime. Yeah. So I actually generally like OP characters. Yeah. I just don't like OP characters that lose. Interesting. Well, that's the point, right? I think underdog stories are bad. That's not true. That's why I said I think. Uh, Okay. But you like Haikyuu. Yeah, but like that's a team effort. It's not like he's okay. just solo <laughs> an entire squad. That's fair. I think if you are built up as the strongest character in a show, if okay. you lose, it's like the show is garbage. Uh, yeah, because you're when you say you're OP, you're kind of working in absolutes, right? And it takes one contrary case to no longer give validity to that. Yeah, it's like um in fairy tale, Zareph is like thought of as this like absolute thug lord and he is okay to be sure yeah and they have to boost everybody like ridiculously to even get close to the guy gotcha so it feels okay to me you know what i mean gotcha. but if like if Zareph was chilling and decides he wants to fight these guys and then they beat him i would have been like what yes and i think it's i think it's cool to have an op character that isn't your main character as a trailblazing for your main character, great example, Yami from Black Clover. He is an OP character that is clearly, it's not Asta, he's not the titular guy of the show or anything like that, but 
he is the one to be the foil for shattering your limits all shonen style, and he's yet to lose, I believe. By the way, I am, uh, this is tough news for the fans, but I'm really starting to like Noelle a lot more, <gasps> specifically no! because of her Valkyrie armor. Like, what? If you ever want to come back to the Mimosa side, we'd love to have you. Love I think it's just you. not a lot of screen time, and I also think that the uniform that the Golden Dawn wear looks stupid as shit. Of course. And Noelle's just getting hotter. I don't know what to say. Yeah, and maybe that's the thing. You, you, I seem that you have a streak with Sasha in this one and Noelle in that one, just the Sundere thing. I, I don't know. Something about it for me, I just... And I, I can disagree. Take it or leave it. I think both of them are clearly the most attractive in the show. But they're both clearly the most Sundere character I'm at all pure looks okay so you're it's, but they both have twin pink tails i'm a shallow loser <laughs> oh here, no boy. i'm a dusty boy oh yeah this is did the oreos make you say that did the, Ori- <laughs> the oreos the oreo dust <laughs> got into my skin and my bloodstream <laughs> and it's affecting my brain something like that <laughs> or it's the jolly ranchers Probably the ranchers. You might have sugar poisoning. I definitely have something wrong with me now. <laughs> oh, I really. I hope did you brush my out. teeth multiple times, folks. Just in case you were super worried about my. Uh, I didn't know health. I was worried about it until you alleviated that fear. Thank you. I appreciate. So that. I ate like two thousand um, Jolly Ranchers yesterday. I think it, you're an OP character. <laughs> and then Holy I went for shit. what? I went for like a two mile run, and I just tasted Jolly Ranchers the whole time. I'm like this oh. is such a dis- this big mistake yeah why would <laughs> why because Not... i needed to do something active because i hadn't for like multiple days okay and i also didn't want to be doing other stuff so <laughs> i didn't want to be doing other things not the run the run seems right the, the jolly ranchers seems... so okay here's my strategy on junk food folks um <laughs> if you are to buy it write this down and i don't think you should no um I don't follow my own advice. That's my kind of my uh my mantra is don't have one. <laughs> yeah. My mantra is don't follow my mantra. <laughs> um but what I would say is if you do happen to splurge on some candy or something, mm-hmm. fucking eat it all in one day. Really? Eh, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> as fast as you can, actually. Okay. And here's why. Disgust yourself. You want to feel like absolute <laughs> shit. Oh no! But does you that... want to be that grubby little L- little gum gum monster, little couch tater, oh, just yeah. the throw just pillow a of little yourself, disgusting demon boy. <laughs> and the reason for that is now you're not going to want candy for the next couple of days. Okay, because you feel like absolute dog shit. I usually try to save it and have like a piece a day. Like, no, no, no. What? That, I can't imagine how this is more positive for you. It's not that it's positive. I just can't. So, like, if you have a sweet tooth, it's right? like a negative reinforcement kind of thing. Hundred percent. Okay, I, I can at least get behind the logic. I don't agree with the execution. <laughs> Because like that, because where I see it, it's like, oh, I'm craving a Jolly Rancher. Might as well get a fucking bulk pack from Costco. I make sure I'll never want Jolly Ranchers for the next rest of the year. Like, um, well, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> that's that is the that is the logical yet extreme end of this argument right here. Well, I mean, that's why I ate an entire thing of Oreos, right? <laughs> I don't want Oreos right now. <laughs> okay, you know what? That's fair. Like it, it worked. For a day, at, l- at least. So are you just eating packs of Oreos every other day to hope that 
the days in between you don't eat them? No, um, my diet, frankly, has been atrocious since quarantine started. Yeah, join the club, Bobby. Um, yep. and so I just I'm gonna have to probably get one of those meal services so that I just stop doing that. We aren't sponsored by him, but my buddy does have every plate, and it's looks no, pretty no, good. No, no, not one where I cook. <laughs> that that's actually <laughs> oh like you only like a meal like almost like a, a little funny that you would think i would actually cook <laughs> i guess that's fair that's on me that's yeah, a me yeah, thing yeah. um yeah there's like you know chopped chicken and all that no, I, no, no 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 like freshly or factor or something like that where they send you meals yeah based on some like i don't know dietary thing that you're interested in right i used to do uh, listen fuck that it doesn't matter um Question for you: Favorite okay. candy, Sour Patch Kids, right? Um, I actually have an affinity for. Um, You're right sicko now for Sour Patch Kids. Big chewy nerds. What the fuck? They're like basically think like jelly beans that are coated in like oh. the the nerd. Oh no! So it's like crunchy than chewy. Guys, I love that. I love <laughs> that. That actually shit. sounds worse than what I did. I'll to get myself. you. Some, I'll get you. I'll get you some. They're really good. They're really really good. No. But overall, I I would say historically, yes. Sour Patch Kids, specifically watermelon, are fucking great. I, I just, it's just that I knew that you had a lot of Sour Patch Kids in your life. Bro. Like. What the hell was that? It's basically shouting at you like, I'm dead. And but then like, I have enough energy. I had enough energy to say I'm dead again. Yeah, I'm a little lost on that one. Um, oh, maybe it ran out of space the first time and then died the second time. Ah. Smart. Um. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, dude, you remember this. I, there is. I am shocked that I'm not 500 pounds right now because for two straight years, every day yeah. for lunch, I ate 30 pizza rolls and a bag of sour Skittles without fail. So I'm shook. I've thought about that so many times. Like the shit I ate in high school and first year of college, like I should be dead. <laughs> I should be deceased. We literally ate either Wendy's every night at 2 a.m. or oh, we did little, pe- little Caesars every night at 2 a.m. in college. Oh, we, yeah, because we went to Burger King and McDonald's on, on that road a lot. <sighs> like, a lot, a lot. Every day, because we got out at, like, one, like, yeah, closer to senior yeah. year, we just go every day. Guys, yeah, we should you be hear dead. the worst thing I've ever done? What'd you ever do? <sighs> so, we got out of school early on Wednesdays. Like one o'clock or earlier, even. Uh-huh. And um, me and Tristan stayed at Jack in the Box so long that we stayed there for lunch and then dinner. <laughs> you were loitering. Yeah. Literally well, we, teenage shit, dude. We paid money, so not. I guess quite. it's true, yeah. Using, what did you do there? Like, what? We were what? just. Just straight chilling. I don't know if we were playing like presidents or I don't know what the fuck we were doing. Oh, okay. The point is, we were there for literally eight hours or something like that, and we ate twice at Jack in the Box in a row. And that should tell you something. It, I should be dead. Why is my heart rate forty eight? <laughs> I think it's slowing down. I think it's trying to process. Oh, that's what it yeah, is. It's, it's, it's all it's, the oil. Kunchunk. All the greasy poo. So the worst thing I think I ever did with fast food in high school was when I, so my parents were going out of town and it was like before that field day that we had at the end of the year. Which one? Uh, like just, the, remember like literally at the field days at the end the of The one that, that I year. won probably? Sure. Let's go. You know what? Let's go with that. Uh, my parents could Imagine take- being happy about a field day <laughs> yeah. your team won back in like eight years ago. My parents couldn't take me to school so i stayed at eric's house for the night it's like sleep oh. over to sleep over to school night fuck yeah and his dad would took us both and 
he's he knowing his dad like we know his dad yeah he's he's a little bit out there's like hey bubba hey bubba hey, hey big boy hey big dog you want to go to jack in the box before school <laughs> and like yeah can we get like burgers at 7 30 a.m and he's like oh yeah so we get like these big hawking like eight dollar the biggest burgers me can and eric you could find get burgers at a.m yes you can <laughs> i can tell you you totally can um and then we walked into school i remember and we felt like just cool for some reason yeah i got a burger with, at with the, like the cock of the walk like yeah you know they're dead let's get burgers at like 7 30 in the morning no big deal were y'all in the same household no we were across the street street hall sorry <laughs> across the hall uh yeah huh. yeah what does so, that mean um it was i was in i'm trying not to dox people right now who gives a shit is that oh okay so i was in uh second floor in stanton's and he was in orban gotcha so we were right there like across not that that matters like <laughs> i'm just curious for me y'all can deal with it okay? we're having a literal sidebar as we squeak right here <laughs> yeah well, let's bring it back op characters they did it right in uh misfit of demon king academy it is a fresh fresh show it's out right now by the time you're listening to this episode 13 will probably have aired if you're on our patreon we'll probably have talked about it on our syllabus sidebar because i think it, it warrants a discussion to see how this sucker plays out guys i think there's something special about this one and you're gonna want to at least be in the know in case that they do something wild they got a like little a special sauce season. so this isn't your run-of-the-mill power fantasy they did a good job here and uh it's a little more engaging but it's not a big thinker you could definitely watch this one have a real good romp um i give this one a i would say an 88 out of 100 ancient spells i would say 85 out of 100 sasha necron is the hottie <laughs> last couple ones i've been i've been ranking higher than you why why'd you put it down a little lower um i guess it's the uncertainty of where we could even go from here i vibe yeah if, um, if it were in isolation if this show were to like if it's only 13 episodes, I feel like I didn't get to spend enough time with the light, like the world, right? Yeah. Like, I really wish they had maybe, it seems like they really rushed toward an answer right now, like rushed toward a conflict. If if we could have like slowly dragged this out over 24, yeah. I felt like, uh, I feel like I, I would rate it a little bit higher. The answer we got was satisfying, but I think you're right. The execution to get there felt very rushed. Like It just seems like very like yes like you know uh pistons going back and forth really fast thousand million miles per hour like they're like it was like they had a secret that was so exciting and they just couldn't like couldn't couldn't help but share it yeah they couldn't hold it in they just shouted at you we're having a surprise party for you Oh, okay oh my god yeah you could have waited like just wait i'm sorry we're having a surprise party for you oh fuck (laughs) it's gone now it's it's just the party in like eight months (laughs) oh good all right thanks appreciate it yeah no Um, problem uh so yeah so yeah i um I do like this show. I give it a little higher because there were some animation moments that were pretty dope. Silverlink did a pretty good job on that. Um, animation will always give me a couple higher on the list, but you're right. The uncertainty couldn't put it in the 90s. It's just I couldn't do it. I yeah, don't I don't know. I, I I really do think like like you said, if they had spent more time showing him like teaching his his underlings and stuff like that, that would definitely increase my score a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do really like training I would, arcs. I, I would like love shit to like have that. seen that, like shit that like no one has ever seen being passed down to those that you know are believers of him. And I think that would actually give credence to him more 
if they're saying, oh, this Sasha chick's been hanging out with, oh, and that Misha that, like, uh, basically a hybrid, knowing magic we don't even know about. Right. Hold on, what's what's up here? So, um... And then, like, I would say the only last thing I would say is, like, the class warfare thing. I think they're downplaying that too much. That should be really more interesting and integral to the plot. Like, there should be more interclass problems. Yeah. Where the royalists, or whatever they're called, the the pure, the ones that wear red, and the the white ones should be more at, like, odds in class. An uprising in a way. But, yeah, so... Well, I think we're both in agreement that if they find a way to pivot the problem from human versus demons to demon versus demon, oh, it'll yeah. make for a compelling season two. So hot. Hopefully. <laughs> so hot, so fresh, so dozer. Um, and everything else. Diesel. Diesel. I, everything else is pretty solid. You'll have a good time watching the show. You got a nice little professor guarantee of, uh, of quality here. It's a good time. USDA approved. Choice cut beef. Certified fresh rotten tomatoes. Fresh. All right, folks. But thank you very much for coming to class. Um, If you want to listen with your eyes and your ears, check us out on YouTube. Hello. I think this cut out for this video because we need to, I don't know, this camera is just, it's not meant to go for the full two, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'll just throw a graphic in here or something. I don't know. Maybe some clips of Maybe like a thing that says patrons. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe I can throw up the patron names, right? Here. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you want to listen with your ears and not your eyes, check us out anywhere you get your podcast fix, Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Amazon podcast. We're going to get that up and running now because it's a very fresh new, uh, venue. Um, we already may be up on it. That's I'm not really sure. Well, you guys can go find out for yourself anywhere you get your podcast fix. We are most likely there. Um, check us out on Instagram at webology.podcast. We got memes on memes on news and occasionally giveaways. So look out for that. We got Twitter at WeBologyP. We're posting and being more active on that platform as well. And if you can, give a little monetary love. Only if you can. We are on Patreon.com slash WeBology. We are getting some merch ready to go. I I have been looking into companies and I have all the designs ready. So I think we just uh, have to figure out how to use Patreon to kind of facilitate that. I've decided to flip the script. We're doing something completely different now. (laughs) (laughs) Totally different. Um... And I'm telling you on air, good luck. <laughs> Great. Awesome. But yeah, if you go $1 up, you get access to our Discord, the classroom. It's a really good time in there. We have all um, everyone in there, like Saint. We have, uh, who is the new guy? Random Mom Man? Something like that? Yeah, Random Bob Man, I believe. Yeah, thank you very much as our newest patron and everyone else. Like Eddie from Anime Compost. All the Anime Summit folk is also there. We have all of our guests. If they have been on our show, you can go chat with them in that Discord uh, $3 and up, you get it to our exclusive, sometimes anime, sometimes not, loose form content syllabus sidebar, where we do occasional planning for our future content. So you have your finger on the pulse on what your lovely professors are up to. And I honestly think that is it. Ethan's doing some sweet Amazon pivoting right now. I appreciate the hustle. Um, Honestly, but until next time, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this is Ben Webology. A deuces. You, I like this multitasking guy. Making content in Amazon. Shanted. <laughs>